The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right there, big man. Feel all discombobulated over here. Yeah, man. What's going on? You're like coughing. You got, uh, you got, you got a, a little uh, allergies going on or something. Yeah. I don't know. I've been getting killed too. <clears throat> but what are you gonna do, man? It's that time of year. Live was, life. I'd and, been. Uh, I'm sure I'm the talk. Of the, I'm sure I'm the talk of the neighborhood. I've been uh, ignoring my lawn. You you are the talk of the neighborhood. Sure. I, uh, I don't remember what neighbor it was, but uh, they uh, I saw him the other day, and they're like, "Is Mike ever gonna mow his lawn?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's gonna see how long it goes first. <laughs> well, I was out there. I, I I've been doing it piecemeal. I did the front lawn, and then side yard, and then the backyard. You were just protesting. Yeah, it. I really was. I was. I was I was like, I'm not doing it. But <laughs> I was doing the leaching fields today, and like that, I'd left out for like a while, and I was like, like kicking stuff up. It was like a you, you came out and you were covered in grass. Yeah, it was crazy. So that's funny. Anyway, so I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I was thinking the other day, you know, for you and I at this point, shooting is definitely not just a hobby at this point. It's definitely part of our lifestyle, right? Sure. And we're always on the lookout for for quality ammo. So. Lately, you and I have been shooting some of that New Republic training and range ammunition, and that's actually from our friends at Target Sports USA. Their team actually engineered this exceptional product for reliability and accuracy. And I actually spoke to them, and there's a lot that there's a lot that goes into making ammo. Apparently, like, <laughs> you, you start engineering new stuff. Well, man. You, you always say that about nine millimeter in the FBI. You know, the, yeah. the one time you like alphabet letters. Exactly. Well, <laughs> what do I always say that they actually that's the one thing is their lab and their guys are good, right? But in my experience, it's uh, basically, you know, we've tested it and it's performed yeah, as promised. Yeah, I've probably shot, uh, I don't know, maybe 300 rounds of that uh, over the over the course of the time yeah. they've been they've been uh, making it. I was actually I shooting it and I didn't realize it was that they made it in the beginning. No, 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 I didn't either until until recently when we, yeah. when we talked to them about it. But uh, I have had zero malfunctions with it. It hasn't had any issues at all. For sure, yeah. Yeah, they currently offer New Republic ammo in, uh, it's in six calibers, um, you know, all pretty popular stuff. And it's at a really great price. If you go on there, it's actually really reasonable, uh, just like we've come to expect from most of Target Sports stuff. So if you want to get uh, their ammo, go out there. Obviously, it's a good deal. But if you want even better deals, be sure to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership. Go to TargetSportsUSA.com and uh, check out that new Republic and get yourself an even better deal. Tip. So if you're looking to support us, uh, join our mailing list, TheGunExperiment.com. Head over to our website and there'll be a pop-up for you to join there. There's also a place to sign up at the bottom of the website page. I actually just brought a new team member on. I haven't told you this, Keith. And uh, oh, they're no? going to start running the um basically running that and they're going to take over they're going to put on uh different deals and they're going to put up some different stuff some new anytime we have content they'll put little teasers up so okay yeah so it'd be kind of cool it'll actually uh you know you sign up for that you'll actually get some kind of cool stuff and i actually have one more announcement we are proud to have a new sponsor and this was a weird one for me keith because you know during covid times were getting kind of cuckoo bananas and the one thing that I walked away from that was the fact that I really need to be better prepared, especially in terms of like long-term food stores. Like we've talked about this and, yep. you know, we were, we were starting to keep cans and starting to do that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But really when you start doing the research, you really do need some, some stuff to kind of go along with that. Right. Cause that stuff it's, you got to kind of cycle it out. So fast forward to a couple months ago and I asked you if we should start looking into supplementing our food preps. And I reached out to a company called Four Patriots, fourpatriots.com. 
And I had them send me out a 72 hour survival food kit. So this thing was cool. And it was, it comes with basically a pouch of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's enough to last 72 hours, hence the name. And I called you up and I said, Hey, come on over. We're gonna do some taste testing. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the taste test. I didn't know that <clears throat> after we did that taste test that they've officially. Yeah. Uh, I, I just told you. This, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. So we did their lunch and their dinner. We haven't done the breakfast yet, but no, it was a mac You're making and that cheese. for me this weekend. Okay, I can do that. Um, yeah, we for lunch though we did uh, it was a mac and cheese and then a vegetable, uh, creamy vegetable rice. Rice. It was and, good. Yeah, and I have so I I said Keith, let me know when you're close by. I'm gonna start putting this food on, and I started cooking it, and I followed the directions, and I'm looking at it, I'm like this is like soup. I'm like this is not gonna be good, <laughs> and I just followed the directions, and the next thing I know, it it thickened up, and it was really really good. I was very impressed with it. So. Anyway, I reached out to them. They have great stuff. So it's 25-year shelf life. It's American-made food. It's, they have great pricing. I think it's 30 bucks for that 72 The mac day. and cheese was good. He, uh, your son ate it with us. Yeah. He, he sat down and had a meal with us, and, and he was liking the mac and cheese. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if he loved the rice so much. My whole family had it. We had it for dinner. Yeah, it yeah. was good. So I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I felt full. They're a good company. I mean, they give back to the community. They <clears throat> they give back to veterans. I think it's great. So anyway, we've decided to team up with them. Uh, it's for Patriots. And I couldn't be more excited to you know announce that, but also the fact that they are giving our listeners 10% off with the code GUNEXPERIMENT10. Check them out at fourpatriots.com. Go and do your thing. Prepare for your family. All right. And anyway, let's get into the show. Tonight's guest co-host was one of our earliest guests we had a great time with him back then, and we're excited to have him back on to chop it up. Please welcome Kerry Pocket Doc Davis from Dark Angel Medical. Kerry, how are we doing? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Very good. Welcome back. We're happy to happy to have you here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate the the invite. Good, be good to catch up with y'all. See how things have been going. Oh, we we're in like uh, we're 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 moving right along. We have a studio now. It's like uh, yeah. You ever make your way to the Northeast, man? Stop by. We'll have you in studio. We'll do it. Do it. Do the live show. Love to. I'd love to, man. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta make that happen. Gotta get a class up that area. Oh, that'd be cool, man. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, we did finally get some medical training. We did. I was excited <laughs> to tell you that. So Keith and I, we we got medical training. And Keith, you don't even know this. I'm about to tell you something, Carrie. You're gonna be proud of me. I had a very. I actually called you a long time ago. You probably remember this. And I asked you like for like minimalist, minimalist kind of stuff. I had a real little baby kind of kit. And then I got myself kind of like a, a respectable eye fact that was in my truck not too long ago. I just said to my wife, I was like, we got to just do the thing. I said, well, you have a car. I got a car. I said, I got a battle belt. I got a plate carrier. I went and spent 400 bucks on supplies and I built a ton of eye facts. And now I got eye facts everywhere. I got eye <laughs> facts coming out my eyes. Good. Yeah. Good. So, and Good. you know, the stuff's not super cheap. But honestly, like I spent 400 bucks and I feel like I'm in good shape, you know, and like you guys. So I, I, I kind of pieced mine together. But if people are looking to kind of just go in one stop shop, really someone like you is the is the way to go. I mean, you guys have all kinds of kits. Do you want to maybe highlight something? I know you guys came out with something new recently. Is there something you want to highlight? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we've got uh, we've got this new kit called the Explorer kit. and It's a really good um, mashup of. Uh, first aid, minor first aid stuff, major first aid stuff. Uh, and that, that's selling, that's been selling really well. Uh, our headrest kits have all been, have been selling really well. And then, uh, the new one, the, uh, special purpose emergency aid rig, uh, the dark angel medical spear kit. So that one is one of our newer low profile kits. 
Um, and it's been, it's been doing really well too. And, you know, and like you said, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. If you're, if you roll your own, that's cool. Uh, you know, we're, we live in Colorado. People are, uh, they like to roll their own, but if you want to roll your own med kit, um, then that's cool. Just put good quality stuff in there. And, uh, we do sell components on our website as well as kits. Um, you can use your FSA HSA account too. So our, we have our merchant oh, code. I, set I didn't know set you up. could do that. For, well, if, if if they have if the merchants have their codes, their merchant codes set up correctly, yeah, uh, our all of our kits and products are HSA FSA eligible. What is that? So if you just want to go, so that's like your 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 job, your your day job probably offers it. It's uh you know an uh, a pre tax. Oh yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, like medical. Yeah, medical for medical. Really? You know, you can do it for band aids and stuff. I didn't even think that you could do it for this. But that's I didn't a great either. idea. That is a great idea. <clears throat> You're always sure can. yeah, say it. Uh, sorry, yeah. Carrie. I was going to say, you, at the end of the year, you always got something left that you got to spend yeah. it on. This is a great thing. Yeah, that's, that's so. It's like you defer, like you're Absolutely. deferring it, right? Like a like a defer, not a deferred. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a legit. It's a legit purchase on those accounts, and a lot of people don't know that. And I'm like, man, if you got money left over at the end of the year, don't let that money go to waste. Buy some stuff. Like, you know, y'all were just talking about the 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 food. You know, for being prepared, uh, you can never have too much medical stuff. Yeah. Either. No. Yeah. Uh, so. I would say, you know, stock up on that. If you've got some dollars left over, yeah. you know, use but, that, use that stuff. Yeah, you know what it is, we got man. a lot of kits, a lot of kits. Yeah, no, you guys definitely have great stuff and you offer great classes as well. But, you know, the, the more I get into this game and, you know, the guns is the fun stuff, but I, I say it all the time, like the, the medical stuff's not sexy, but you're more, way more likely to, to need that. You know, I mean, my wife was in a car accident the other day and I was right behind her when it happened. And luckily nobody was hurt, but I thought about it after the fact. I'm like, thank God I have that in my car. You know, I mean, like you never know. I, I could have saved my wife and my daughter's life that day if something had gone wrong. So absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, and I say that every class, you know, you're more liable to use your med kit than you will anything. I think medical training should, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for just a second. I think medical training should be, um, at the forefront of everybody's, of everybody's, uh, training uh calendar uh and, and i think it should be some people should have before they ever step foot on the range yeah you yeah. know uh so that's just that's just my two cents but yeah. um we have you know we have in-person classes we have online classes um we have an online course that we've launched now so people can't come to our classes in-person classes for whatever reason uh job family commitments they just don't like people whatever the case may be you know they there's no reason you can't get the get the information but if someone uh, if, you ever if use, someone uses your kit yeah go ahead. i'm sorry if, if someone ever uses one of our kits to save <laughs> a life uh then whatever you have used uh all you gotta do is just let us know you know send us a you know hey this is my order number uh this that and the other i used it in this situation uh we will replace whatever you have used absolutely free of charge 100 percent it's called our kit for life guarantee and I just got word that we have save number 168. Wow. Uh, just a couple of days ago. That's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. So pretty freaking cool, man. I know I get all jazzed up when I talk about that. So yeah, that's yeah I would pretty, too. Great. Pretty yeah. good stuff. So you yeah. were you were definitely one of our earlier guests. And I think it's very yeah. cool that you're on right now because if you'll kind of entertain me for a minute here, this is actually we are on our third year anniversary, Keith and I. This, this month? Yeah, this month. This wow. is this is we are officially have been doing this That's awesome. three years. We have never missed an episode. Uh, I had COVID. we've only added episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I had COVID. We did it. We've had colds. We've had 
sore throats. We've literally never missed an episode. Uh, I think there was one time Keith had to produce an episode because I was uh, I was in real bad shape. I have been absent for one episode. One episode, but I, that doesn't matter. We still we produced. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Keith, in in uh, honor of a three year anniversary, I actually took the liberty to go and buy gifts. Oh no way! I do. Hold on one second here, Carrie. Just entertain us for a minute well, here. I, I don't. I don't. What kind <laughs> of gift worry, did dude. I get? I got a gift. This is cool. So, um, I don't have to unwrap it, which is pretty cool. No, you don't have to unwrap it. I just got to unbox it. So we have, we have matching gifts. Okay. And, um, I was looking online at this and I said, this type of thing. And I said, I said, that's really cool. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to go get this for our anniversary gifts. And so they're somewhat matching. You'll see why they're not exactly matching. Am I opening this at the same time? Yeah, you can go. Oh, Cool. So this is what they call a gentleman's or a CEO's yeah. knife. So this is meant to go like you on date night or you have, you go to a wedding and you put this with your suit and yours is in Coca Bola wood handle as yeah as in you're a fud as in I'm a fud and, mine and is yours is black black, <laughs> black tactical oh these are so cool man oh dude I'm 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 excited your this is, your action is actually a lot nicer than mine but smoother it's a little smoother yeah. than mine but <clears throat> well that's because I'm smoother you like are you. a little smoother you're <laughs> <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that is wicked cool thank you so much so I figure when we take the ladies out on date nights you and I can uh, be classy be classy yeah all right well we'll have to post some cool pictures thank yeah. you very much you're welcome. very very thoughtful gift so thank you for always showing up. Uh, thanks for not kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough of being uh, all, all mushy. But all mushy. Uh, happy three-year anniversary, Keith. Same to you, buddy. And uh, many more to come. Yes, sir. So you want to talk about what we've been up to? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I got a, a, a last-minute invite to go to a, a pistol steel uh, – a steel challenge yeah. uh, down in Pennsylvania. And um, it was near Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it was a blast. I went through 600 rounds of ammunition. <laughs> fast. <with> very fast. <laughs> very, very fast. And, uh, you know, those those flat, flat uh, fat, slow 45s at, you know, 50-ish cents a round. Uh-huh. It hurt a little bit at the I'm, end. Of, I'm sure. At the end of the week. But uh, I ran the Hawk the whole week. I did not put a 40 caliber through through there this That's time. That's good. <laughs> Good job. Um, the so it was two days. Actually, it was like a four day event. Uh, I went with Frank and a couple of his buddies, uh, Beck, who's been on the show, <clears throat> and um, you uh, you can shoot as many of the days as you wanted. We we shot two separate days, and the first day we shot the open class, which is race guns, and uh, they all they all said, "Listen, you're not you're not going to win this class. This is like your warm up day. Have fun." Have fun. So <clears throat> utilize the iOS. I put on, uh, put the uh, optic on. Can I ask uh, a question? Dot. Yeah. So my understanding of Steel Challenge is that there's, I don't know, seven targets, and you can shoot them in any any order you want, but there's a stop target, correct? Yeah, much more than seven. In okay. this particular case, there were 25, 25 to 30 okay. steel targets at each station. Oh, wow. Uh, I think there was a total of 135 or 165, something like that. Um, and... Uh, you had the the part time was ninety seconds. So if you didn't get them all in ninety seconds, um, you 
your part time was 90 seconds. And then every one you missed, you got an additional five second penalty for that. I did much better <clears throat> the first day than I did the second day, oddly enough. I really thought mm. I was going to do better on the iron sights than I did with the red dot. Mm. But I had a blast overall. I, um, I wanted to do it because I've heard it's really fun. There were some people running pistol car beams, which those guys were knocking these targets down in 12, wow. 11 seconds. My best of the day was like, <clears throat> or the two days, my best was like 30-something seconds. Okay. So these guys were running circles around yeah. me. Um, they had different types of steel targets, some that I've never even shot before, some that were like, you know, you, you shot and they fell down. Oh, okay. Like straight down, not back, yep. right? And then, of course, they had the ones that fall back, but different shapes, different sizes. Some of them were small. Some okay. of them... My my understanding of Steel Challenge was that is like a, there's a set like there's like ten or twelve or fifteen set court. Not that this had to be that, but Steel Challenge. When like I've heard of that, like I always thought it was a set course. It was a set course, six different bays, six different okay. stations. Um, the you were with a a group of. Uh, a group of shooters, probably <clears throat> some of them had as many as 12 or 15 shooters probably in them. Okay. Your range officers <clears throat> followed you between stations. There definitely was a strategy. Yes. You know, some of these people who have been doing this a lot longer, you know, they got up there and they knew, you know, they were going to go left to right or start right. at the bottom. Or that start, one's smaller. I'm going to hit the big whatever. ones first or whatever that is. Kerry, have you ever done it? Um, I did it just playing around because up at SIG we had the they had the steel challenge up there. Mm -hmm. uh, one year when I was up there teaching classes and between classes I ran out and did a couple of stages. I didn't do the whole thing, but yeah, it's it's a it is a lot of fun, man. It's really fun. It's it's you know instant gratification. Oh yeah, right. Like you hear the steel, you like you know mm -hmm. you see it fall, <clears throat> and so, you can mow it down. You're not fall, a lot of a lot of them are 50, close. Yeah, right? 15, 15 yards. There might have been a few that were a little bit more than that. Yeah. But some of these targets were like four inch targets. You okay. know, they were small. Okay. Uh, and the angles are could get you complicated. Like, okay. you know, you the the course the way the the fire was was you put your mags on the table, you start <clears throat> with um, mag in the gun, one in the chamber, barrel on the table. Obviously, if you have a safety engaged, um, but no holst no pulling from holster. Everything was uh, on the table. Right. Okay. You could pull mags from holsters. I didn't see anybody doing that. There might've been a couple guys, but most of the, I saw everyone mostly putting their mags on the table. Um, <clears throat> there were some stages where you're shooting from a table. That's maybe like, you know, three feet, four feet, you know, wide, but your array of targets could have been, I don't know. In some cases they were probably like 15, 18 feet wide, and one of them was shaped in a W. So like one oh. end, it came close. Wow. And then went far and then came close and then went far, oh, like geez. a W. Yeah. And that really messed with the angles yes. of how you were shooting the steel. Crazy. I mean, eye protection, ear protection, a must. There was lead flying huh. all over the place. Mm. Wow. It was like raining down on you. Well, lead. You love shrapnel. I love it. I yeah. thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple times where... <laughs> You know, it's stuck in some people, you know, they, they needed a, a little boo-boo, you know, band-aid. Oh, you there know? you go, Kerry, they needed you. They... <laughs> I wore my uh, I, I wore my uh, Battle Belt IFAC all week. I, I had it with me. Okay. What were you going to say, Kerry? No, I said, there you go, man. I mean, I see you guys running on these on these steel courses with no med kits on them, and I'm like, man, oh. all the all the frag that comes off that crap, that's uh -huh. just, you're just asking for it, you know? Exactly. It, it was, I, I had never seen anything, I'd never shot anything like that where, and people were just used to it, I guess, you Yeah, know? yeah. 
Um, the second day was miserable. It rained all day. So I was going to say, while you were in miserable rain yeah. in, in the second day, I was doing something I never thought I would do, but I would 100% do it again. I decided that I would go to a gun buyback. <laughs> and <laughs> I... I uh, <laughs> let me tell you something, guys. Don't knock it till you try it. Gun buybacks are not just for anti-gun people. I had an, I had an LCP that... Uh, to, to you were quote, ashamed to say you owned. To, yeah, well, I mean, listen, to uh, to paraphrase the great Clint Smith, that was the one thing that he said shouldn't shouldn't have been invented. <laughs> he said, nope, no pocket 380s. And uh, that gun never shot well for me. It was easy to conceal, I will say that, but it never shot well for me. I mean, it's, you know, it's a 380, and I, it was, they're 200 bucks brand new. And, I mean, I don't think I could get 75 bucks on a trade for that thing. And the gun buyback Tish. here in New York. Tish good, gave you 500 bucks. 500 bucks. <laughs> so that will be going to a brand new gun. <laughs> Which that is the best. That's the funniest part about it. Like they tout the success of these yeah. gun buybacks. Everyone I read about, they tout how successful it yep. was. And when I see the pictures of the guns, I'm always like, nobody wanted these things anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, go, I mean, I will say this. There was a couple of nice ones that I was a little hard. There was like, like a yeah. nice H&K. There was a couple of nice ones, but I- I'm I, sure that does happen. I've decided whatever I buy with that money, uh, that I don't, I'm not a big uh, namer of guns, but that gun will forever be known as Tish. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that gun will forever be known as Tish. So anyway, yeah. I, you, I, you have to see if you can get her to autograph it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, listen, Carrie, I don't know about you, but I'm sure, I'm sure you're no big fan of the ATF. Uh, Keith's got a story for us here. Go ahead, Keith. What do you got for us? Yeah. So, uh, one of the, uh, YouTube guys that we like to watch every once in a while is, uh, four boxes diner. And, uh, he came out, uh, a few days ago with, uh, some great news for the second amendment. Uh, basically he feels that, Within the next 12 to 14 months, there uh, the Chevron difference or the Chevron doctrine is going to be overturned by the Supreme Court, um, <clears throat> which for those that need a little bit of uh, help in, in what that means for the Second Amendment is the Chevron doctrine was, I think, in the 80s uh, is what he said, it, and it basically allowed um, all of these alphabet agencies, EPA, DEC, ATF, IRS you know, all of these uh, executive branch agencies to be able to um, promulgate their own interpretations of the laws. And um, the best example that he gave is um, the ATF saying that a bump stock uh, is now, is a machine gun. It's clearly not a machine gun, but them saying that they're interpreting the law as a bump stock qualifies as a machine gun is allowed because of the Chevron doctrine. Right. They're allowed to basically, and, and when we had Peter Tillum on the show, he did a good job explaining it, but basically they were kind of allowed to fill in the gaps, right? Like, so yes. any, anywhere where there's, there's something that needs to be decided on in an area that they're quote unquote experts on in this case, guns, EPA would be, you know, obviously things to do with EPA stuff. Right. But, in this case, guns, they can kind of fill in where there's something that there's no legislation on. They can sort of make an agency decision. Right? Correct. And I, I, what I found interesting, if you go out and, and listen to, to Four Boxes Diner YouTube video on this, is that the case that they're actually taking doesn't have anything to do with the Second Amendment, actually. 
the one that they're actually choosing to take on has to do with uh, uh, some fishing statues uh, and and um, fishing vessel vessel restrictions in in uh, um, fisheries around. Uh, I don't remember where he said it was around, but anyway, what I what I thought was interesting was he he kind of convinced me that <clears throat> they are going to overturn this. And the reason that he convinced me of that is because there is one judge, um, Judge Brown Jackson, is going to recluse herself because she, before she became on the Supreme Court, she already uh, decisioned um, a case like this uh, with the same people, I believe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so it was. It was the same people. Same people, right? Thank you, Carrie. So she's yeah. going to recluse herself. But and normally when that happens, and there's only eight judges. They usually pick a different case so that they don't end up in the situation where there's only eight judges and there could be a four to four, you know, um, split or something like that. And he feels that they listen. I think we all can agree that these judges are a lot closer than everyone thinks they are. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and um, it, well, they said, uh, like you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, not Clarence uh, Thomas, uh, Z, uh, uh, Z, um, Celia. Yeah, Scalia. Scalia. We're like best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he feels that they're going to be a, you know, that this is probably going to be like a six, two kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that there's a strong enough opinion by the majority of the judges that, um, this needs to be overturned, that they are going to take the case even with, you know, judge uh, Brown Jackson reclusing herself. So that made me pretty feel pretty positive. Carrie, have you like, there's a, there's a lot going on now with all these cases ever since, uh, you know, Bruin, have you been following a lot of this stuff? Yeah, I have. Actually, I watched that video and it's, uh, I mean, he, he feels that they, you know, feel that it's a slam dunk, essentially, you know, and uh, I mean, and with the Bruin, with the Bruin ruling and everything, I think that set a really good precedent for, for 2A rights across the board. Uh, And, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, something will come about it with all the Stuff that's going on with, you know, all these states, you know, all these states that are filing these, that are passing these assault weapons bans, uh, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes when I said assault weapons, uh, and, you know, with the, the brace thing and everything. So hopefully the, all of this will, will definitely set precedent, you know, and with the, with the ATF's arbitrary number they set up for common use, which was, I think, 200,000 units. And, yep. you know, I mean, if you look at SBRs, there's over half a million SBRs <laughs> yeah. that, are on, that are on the registry. So there's your common use number, you know, millions yep. of braces, there's your common use number. So, yeah, it, it's been, I think, uh, like he said, you know, this is, uh, the, there's a, they're, they're pretty close. The SCOTUS folks are pretty close on this and closer than we think. Um as far as how they align on it. And I think it could definitely be a good thing for those of us in the 2A community and just uh, for freedom as a, as a whole. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm hopeful that it, that it spreads across not just the ATF, but like we said, the DEC, yeah. the EPA, uh, IRS, yeah. all the other ones. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like all these, so, I mean, this is sort of the, uh, the, the 2A legislation stuff or court stuff that I kind of went with. But right now there's a whole big stuff going on with the thing in Chicago with the assault weapons ban and the magazine bans. And, you know, those are, those are laws that are passed within the state though. This is right. This is different. It is different. But my point is, is there's a lot going on right now, right? There's so many things going on. And, you know, that all kind of goes back. Bruin opened the door for all these cases, which is great. But, you know, I'm not fully convinced 
on this kind of stuff. This one seems like this one has legs. Well, he did give one um, <clears throat> one opposing argument to be on the lookout for, and that is particularly with the ATF in this particular case, in the Chevron Doctrine case. <clears throat> the argument is that the ATF doesn't use the Chevron Doctrine, and that is because the ATF deals with criminal uh, style cases, not you know, not not whether I can fish in this area. Yeah. Um, Do they use it when they shoot dogs? Is that ever? I, a- I mean, I guess. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 they, they don't have to follow those rules. They That's can true. they can interpret that as not shooting a dog. Okay. They, they interpret that as not shooting a dog. I, I'm not really good with this legal stuff like you. What about when they send uh, firearms to Mexico? Nope. Uh, that that we're not we're we don't interpret that no. as sending firearms to oh. Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> so and that's I, the, the funny part is that's really what this is talking about is the fact that they could just literally, you know, it's supposed to <clears throat> what the Chevron doctrine essentially did was create the ability to be able to create laws through bureaucracy and making a phone call on a pen and, yeah. and just saying, you know, it doesn't have to pass Congress. Right. It doesn't have to go that way. Right, you know, right. we can just pass a law. Well, you, you <clears throat> get into the legal stuff. Sometimes. Would you say that this has you excited? Yeah, I was excited about it. I, what really got me I'm, I guess I'm a little weird. What really got me excited about it is that it really isn't focused on Second Amendment per se, but it could affect the Second Amendment. Yeah. So that got me a yeah. little excited about it. Well, you're not even nearly as excited as our next, uh, the person on our next uh, topic here. <laughs> no, no, I am this, not. This, this lady was excited. So this, this woman was pretty excited. So leave me in here, Keith. I mean, what, I, well, basic. I've heard, I've heard that. Music will move you. Right? Yeah, it, it moved her, man. <laughs> oh my god! This so this was at a uh, Los Angeles Philharmonic. Yes, was that what it was? Correct. And um, apparently the the show was arousing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna play that's, this. You got the you got yeah you got the volume ready to go. Yeah, you're good. So here it comes. <laughs> I don't think it's real. I, I, I think saw, somebody waited for I that. I saw the video and I think it was real. So you, oh, you, you're you saying you think it was to get a, get a, yeah, get a laugh. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they waited for that moment and just, ah. I think I saw a picture of the woman and she was like, <laughs> Oh I mean, yeah. Was oh, she? she was it. Yeah. I don't well, know. I mean, somebody's got to have a video of it. Uh, yeah. So uh, this woman had, they're calling it a full body orgasm. It, it, How did they know? Were they there? Well, someone said that they were worried that it was like, like a medical thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Philharmonic can do that to you. I, it, it can. So what did this guy say? Uh, I was seated in the balcony near the person who allegedly made the noise. And the guy said, I saw the girl after it had happened. And I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her. And needed to change her clothes. Like like in an effort not, to not shame her. Yeah, and she was and she was lighting up a cigarette. They probably left that one out, too. So. Exactly. Carrie, have, have you ever had a full body orgasm at a concert? Uh... Not that I recall. Not that I recall. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said it, man. That music's got to be moving you. That's got to be something. Special, I mean, I like, man. I like Tchaikovsky. You know, Tchaikovsky's <laughs> he's pretty rad. But I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't like Tchaikovsky. <laughs> right. right. Well, you know, it's funny you say this. So there's a movie. Um, it's on Netflix now. But there's a a, a movie about Elvis. 
Oh, okay. and, I, and I actually like Elvish. And I think Elvis is pretty pretty cool. And uh, they yeah, said yeah, I did that, not like the king. They yeah, and they said that the guy who played him, firearms, like, Cadillacs. What's not to love? Karate. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is an episode where he's like shooting guns down like a whole hotel hallway. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, the actor, <clears throat> I mean, looks just like him, talks just like him. Great job. Sound sings like him. And uh, I was I was saying to my wife, you know, my wife was like, um, she's like, I don't understand, like, you know. Like, was he, what, you know, they call him the king and stuff. Like, was he that? I was like, Crystal, I was like, you don't get it. I'm like, like, I was like, people hadn't seen what he was doing, you know? Like, they, they banned him from shaking his hips. And so we're watching the thing and like, you know, there's girls like going crazy. And my wife is like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, I'm like, they had, they're told 1950s. They, those women had never seen that before. It was like wild to them. That's right. Yeah. So I want to believe that some of those girls, you know, moved, the music might have moved. Them. Uh, well, Elvis probably helped a few of them move yeah. themselves. Oh, oh, but yeah. <laughs> he definitely had a reputation. With his, with his pornographic gyrations up there on the stage. <laughs> That's it. That's right. He was giving, he was giving those girls the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Keith, you sent me this article on Warship Chicken. <laughs> And this has got me kind of kind of pissed off a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence on this one a little bit. You All know, right, I, I I I I do have a a respect for national security to some degree. Um, go let, let's 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 talk about it. so, so for, first. Yeah, let's frame it a little bit. So San Diego, if you've not been there before, you know Corona Island, where the seals train, right? And there's a bunch of warships all over the place there. Yep, and um. A guy who lives in San Diego was uh, live streaming, you know, the the bay. He always live streams. He has a <laughs> that, cam. That's he, the, yeah, he had a webcam. Um, mounted on private property. Mount, mounted on his private property. And it apparently caught two Navy ships nearly colliding in the bay. Um, and uh, the, the NCIS, right? Uh, they... they uh, <laughs> they say the uh, camera's live stream shows military activity in the area, um, and uh, they they said you got to take it down. And the so owner, was this to kind of like take keep the egg off their face? Well, <clears throat> you know it is reactive, uh, not proactive, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, um, under under the guise of national security, yes. So that's where I'm on the fence with. Carrie, I were you Navy? Mm-mm. You were not. No, I was Air Force. Air Force. Okay, couldn't couldn't remember. Way yeah. cooler than Navy. Yeah. <laughs> Keith loves flying. <laughs> um, so you know, the guy feels like it's his right to be able to do this, and he goes, "It might be the San Diego webcam today, but if you don't stand up and call foul, we don't know what what it's going to be tomorrow." Which is a good argument. So, Kerry, what are your thoughts on this? Where Where do you lean? I, I mean, I. I do you really want to know my, my yeah, yeah yeah of course I, mean, I, I think it's i think it's i think it's i think it's blatant censorship it's overstepping i mean this guy had his has had these cameras on his property for 10 years and it wasn't until uh that you know he caught this and it was a, like you said it was an egg on the face embarrassing situation in the navy and now they're like oh you got to take them down because that's national security uh, well, okay, but they're on his own personal property. It just happened to be in the view of the bay. So I, I think it's once again government over overstepping and uh, you know squashing you know uh, First Amendment stuff. Yeah. So what bothers me with this and Keith, what I said, you know, I kind of got me a little pissed off. Is 
they want this guy to take a camera down outside his house. But you go to Manhattan and there's cameras everywhere watching everything you and do. you have no right. And so that. it's like I can't go to <laughs> them and say, but "Hey, that's different." I, right, right. That's that's it. That's that's, that's in that everything's in the everything's in the sake of security. So in this case, it's national yeah, security. Good. But if it's watching you it's walk around with your wife, security. it's in the case of security. And so it's like, yeah, at, at what point do I have my own security where I have the right to walk around without being filmed by the government everywhere I go? So it's like, <clears throat> you got to kind of pick and choose here. So what do you want? I, I I understand that argument. I'm, I'm going to, you know, like I like to do, play the advocate yeah. here, devil's yeah. advocate a little bit. Could the, the point be that we don't want live streamed what ships are coming in and out? And what ships are out, what ships are coming in, what ships are broke down, what ships are getting new equipment, what equipment's on those ships, right? Like, So can I not go out and like take a nice video of the bay and like kind of like with my camera? Like, well, I don't think they're saying that you can't go out and take a, a nice video of it, but live streaming it every day, all day, so that anybody can go on to this live stream and see what ships are coming in, what ships are going out. And, yeah. you know, like that's the part that I... I yeah. I, I see your point. I just don't like the fact that they don't want cameras up watching them, but they're okay watching you. That that bothers me. And let's be honest. I mean, don't don't, don't the uh, the nations that oppose what we do, um, you know, let's be frank about this. Don't they have satellites up there that yeah. track those movements just like we track yeah. their movements? Balloons. Even. Balloons. They, they, <laughs> who, who knew? Who knew? You know, a balloon. But I mean, they've got all this. They've got all the technology. Governments, foreign governments, foreign agents know what ships are coming in and out of, you know, what they're doing. That's a fair point. Like that. You know, so, I mean, that's, I'm not, and I'm not refuting <laughs> your point. That's that what you make a, you make a valid point, but I'm like at the, at the, in the grander scheme, don't, don't these governments have their own satellites just like we do. So. Yeah. That's a fair point. I mean, yeah. They stole the technology from us, but you it, know, it, it definitely feels, it, it does definitely feel like they are reacting just because they don't want to be called out that two ships X almost collided. I, is I, it possible? Yeah. I, I don't know enough about uh, this. Is it possible that that was an, not a mistake, but an actual exercise in terms of like trying to maneuver around things or do you think it was a, well, we'll never know. We'll never know, but <laughs> I'm asking your opinion. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was a mistake. Uh, in I, the, I think it, it's just hypocritical. I agree with that. I, I don't think it, I think it was a mistake because I, I don't think they would play that type of game Too close. In, in a, in a highly populated I area agree. like I, that. I agree. I just yeah. was thinking when you were talking, I'm like, I wonder if like they were doing maneuvers, but it's too close for comfort in a, in an area like that. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. So let's take a quick break in the action here. I want to actually thank uh, the entire staff over at onsite firearms training. We had Rachel in the other day and, and that episode is going to air very soon. Um, actually early June, but uh, you know, we've worked with them as students. Everyone was digging those iridium uh, Vial, uh, vials, vials on, on the on my uh, oh, range bag. Yeah, she came, so she came in from Night Vision and she brought in some cool little, uh, which is from another company. I, I'm sorry that Rachel, I don't remember Rhino something. Uh, yeah, they're together, but yeah, yeah but yeah. I, Glow had, Rhino, Glow Rhino, yeah, that's Glow it. Thank Rhino. you. But Glow Rhino has these little vials, and you put them. So Carrie, you actually should look into this. Uh, it's maybe something, maybe you want to talk to them and work with them, but there are these little tritium vials and you you can put them on stuff. And one of the things they recommend is you hang them on IFAC zippers so that you, like in the dark, you can find them and, and rip a bag open. And they have different dark. colors, Carrie. So you can have like red be the medical one or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Glow Rhino? I'm, I'm actually looking them up right now. If, if you so. want, I can put you in contact with Rachel. She's phenomenal. But anyway, uh, you know, so we've worked with onsite. We've worked with them as students, their industry partners, 
and they're regular guests on the show. We've had them all on at this point. And, you know, they say that you are the company you keep and the on-site staff, they work with some of the best names in the industry. If you take firearms training serious, like we do, you owe it to yourself to work with a solid group of professionals. That's what those guys are. Head over to OFTLLC.us and sign up for a class. And I promise you, it will not be your last class. You will not be disappointed. And, uh, you know, they're a solid group of guys and gals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. But uh, anyway, yeah, Carrie, check those vials out. They're very cool. I think it would be something that would be a good addition to your, the stuff that you uh, that you do. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Will be. All right, Keith, you want to make fun of me a little bit? Well, I, you know, I, I just... In my, uh, I saw this too, by the way, and I was interested. So go ahead, man. Well, in my, uh, my, my daily reads, I came across, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, getting into a little, uh, um, heated exchange on the BJJ mat and it made me think of you. So I I had to send it to you. I titled this. You suck says the Zuck. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, uh, Carrie, I don't know if you uh, if you train at all or anything, but I, I do jujitsu, and Keith loves to kind of tease me about it. But uh, listen, so Zuckerberg, he was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about how like he wishes he had found this a long time ago. I got to tell you, I did not know this about him. He his mom made him do sp- sports, and he was a uh, he lettered in three varsity sports, which I would not have known. Now, one of them was fencing, but uh, <laughs> he was the only one that came yes, out. He was the only one. <laughs> But uh, I have to tell you something. I think a guy like him, you look at him and you're like kind of a nerdy guy, whatever. He's going to be good at jujitsu. He's going to be good because he has nothing but time and money. He can <laughs> hire the best tra- best trainers. And he, I mean, he, he did lose that match. You know, I think it's a little, a little messed up that he was arguing with the ref, but he's, he claimed he didn't tap. I don't know. They're pretty good at figuring out when you're tapping. I mean, it, I don't know about that, but he did go on to win a gold and a silver medal um, in the event. Did he pay for those? <sighs> no, I do not think he did. <laughs> other than the, other than the price of entry, um, I've I've watched him and he's he's pretty good. He actually is pretty good. But you know, the reality of it is, listen, man. You know, the guy's a nerd and he's got a lot of money, and now he can probably kick your ass too. I, I just find it very interested at where he likes to spend his lobbying dollars and then spends his time on a Brazilian jitsu mat. Like I find that interesting. Well, so this is what I was actually thinking about. So <clears throat> I'm trying to look at this, the positive of this. So when I see these celebrities doing jujitsu, it, it's a little bit like, man, like I don't have the ability to spend money on privates like crazy and get like, you know, all kinds of instruction. But a lot of people don't do it because it's very ego checking and it's very embarrassing. And for a guy like him, it would be very easy for him to go and not perform well and people to light him up. And so he puts himself out on a stage like that with regular people. I kind of have to give him credit. And on the positive side, I'm going to wrap guns into this. Um, a lot of, a lot of guys I know who do jujitsu are, I know some liberals, I know some conservatives, but I would say a lot of them tend to be fairly open-minded about guns. Either they are they own guns, they're pro-gun, they don't own them, but they're not opposed to them. I've known a few people who I would categorize as liberal, but they've come to me and said, you know, I, I, I'm on the road a lot and I'm actually thinking I might need a gun. Could, could we talk about that a little bit? And so my hope is that maybe he gets into this community and he realizes like combatant sports, firearms is just a, a different type of martial art. And, you know, 
Maybe. Having warrior in your team name is okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the kind of stuff that changes minds. Well, he did shut down the metaverse. He did? Yeah, it's gone. I didn't know that. It's out this week. Really? I think either this week or... Do you know why? Uh, losing, they lost like billions billion oh, dollars. Okay. So it had nothing to do with like trying to do the right thing or... I don't know. I, I have no <laughs> idea. I just, I yeah. know it wasn't working out. Yeah. But anyway, I just, I, I found it interesting. Uh, he did argue with the ref, uh, apparently, but I thought that was a little bit like, maybe you could have a little humble, be a little more humble. Got a little fired up. He got a little fired up. But hey, you know, no one, no one. Listen, rolling those. around sweaty with guys, it gets you doing that. It gets get you worked I, up. It gets you worked up. I yeah. understand. Carrie, have you ever, you ever done any martial arts stuff? No. Thank no. you. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, no, I grew up, I grew up pretty poor. My folks couldn't, uh, couldn't afford it. Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to do karate. My cousin, my cousin is like a fifth Dan or whatever. He's a, he's a preacher. He can, he can, he can kick your ass with the love of Jesus in his heart. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I've never done it. I'd, I'd love to, but with my training schedule and everything the last few years, uh, when I thought I'd had the time to do it, I didn't, but, uh, it, it it's, it looks intriguing. And like you said, it's a gut check. You know, for those guys that that do it, and I applaud anybody that goes out there and gets and rolls around. I mean, even like uh, you know, Tom Hardy does it. Yeah, he's yeah. really you know? good. I mean, that guy's jacked anyway, but like, yeah, he's he's very good, um, and he's super humble about it too. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. and that's that's the thing about. It. I mean, I, like I said, I applaud anybody that goes out there and 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 puts it out there like that because uh, they're all on front street for everybody to see it. So yeah, you know, props to them. So. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I don't I don't like the fact that Zuckerberg seems to really hate our community. And, you know, I don't like some of the things that Facebook does, but um, I do to, to, you know, mirror your sentiment. I do think that that what he's doing is cool. And I just hope that something I, I really hope that the two worlds collide for him a little bit. I my favorite I mean, part. My favorite thing about this article before we move on is this picture here. And though I know you can't see it uh, out there. Listen, but I'm going to help you guys with it. It's Mark. You know, arm bar? Is that an arm bar? No, it's not a, not an arm bar yet. It looks like he might be getting ready to work, transition to that. Work into that? You, yeah. I, I, you should be impressed that I even knew that was close to an arm uh, yeah. bar. But I mean, anyway, I love that this guy is teabagging this guy's ear. I mean, that's his balls are basically in this guy's ear. And he is seems to be enjoying it. I... <laughs> So I can't tell exactly because it's a still picture, but it, what looks like he had happened here was I think he had been facing the other way and he did what's called an, it looks like an S mount. And so he's turning and he's getting ready to do an arm bar is what it looks so like. So none of that is called teabagging. No, but it's face, <laughs> but he is teabagging. Keep, keep that in mind. <laughs> this is the part where the guy in the bottom is starting to rethink his life choices. <laughs> he's got the head of Facebook teabagging him and about no, to tap him well, out. Well, his ear, his, 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 his teabagging his ear. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's basically listening to his taint is basically right yeah right? it's like, that a it's like a shell it? like a like a shell like doesn't yeah. have yes a... it's a conch shell he's like he's, he's he could hear the ocean <laughs> <laughs> he could hear the ocean <laughs> so what uh, is this belt I, color mean anything this green so yellow what when, is this? when you have uh two like uniforms so they're both white and they're the same belt so that he's a white belt so they're both white belts they give one of them that belt to differentiate the two. Why didn't they give it to the other guy? No, I'm uh, just kidding. Because he's Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's what no, I thought. That's just, it's just a random thing. Okay. So he's a white belt. What what color belt are you? Uh, blue belt. Is that better than a white belt? It is higher than a white belt. So you think you could take Zuck? I don't know. He's good. He won two medals. I'd like to think yeah, I could. Yeah, two medals at white belt. That's true. I'd like to think I could. All right. Well, I, I want to think that you could. I would, I'd like to roll with him. 
I would, I would, like, I'd roll them. Look at him. Oh God. Okay, let's move on. Is it making you mad? Yeah, it is kind of making me mad. I got. I don't make him mad. <laughs> I do, just. Do you feel like he could kick your ass? No. 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 I, I don't. I don't. Oh man. I don't want to say. You that. are big though. You have that going for you. Yeah. This is an interesting one. So Megyn Kelly made this whole thing about gun control advocates need to move on. And it's a little bit of a long, somewhat long video, but I'm going to play the whole thing. It, it, she's really good. And then we could talk about it. So I'm going to play this right now. Talk to us about this second amendment thing. And you, you, you nailed, you said it so apropos. And, and, and a lot of us who have been talking about this for quite a long time, very interesting. Tell us what you said about the second amendment, what's going on. So I, you know, in my career now, I'm going on 20 years in our business and I've covered more of these mass shootings than I ever wanted to. And I am sick and tired of opening up the papers or the phone and the uh, Twitter, whatever. And just seeing the entire aftermath get mired in the gun debate, which is lost. It's over. The, the, the pro-gun control people have lost and they don't realize it. And they get us stuck every time arguing over something that's never going to happen. Not only can they not get a gun passed, a gun ban passed, but even if they did, it would be struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. We have 434 million guns in this country. 70% of those, so over 300 million, are semi-automatic handguns, pistols. Over 300 million, Eric. These people want to make a big deal every time out of the AR-15. There are about 20 million of those in the United States. Even if you were to ban those, and the Supreme Court would 100% strike that down, they will strike that down. They're too ubiquitous and common, which is kind of their test. Um, But let's say they struck down the AR-15s. Everybody would just use their semi-automatic pistols. That's what was used at the most deadly school shooting of all time, Virginia Tech. So we need to face reality, okay? The states that have the strictest gun laws, New York, California, Connecticut, where I am now, have had multiple mass shootings in this the past decade. They, they don't work any better than the states that have lenient gun laws, like Texas, where the mall shooting happened. The, the bad guys, as it turns out, don't obey the anti-murder laws and they don't obey the anti you can't have a gun law if you've had red red flags in your past etc so we need to start talking honestly about what else can we do in this vast huge country there have to be some things we can do like genuine and legitimate mental health services that get people in their infancy of their mental health troubles like institutionalization for people who are obviously the next school shooter like the construction and funding of a new facility to which a loving parent might actually willingly send his or her child once they know that the child has psychopathic tendencies they're out there i've interviewed them they have no recourse right now the criminal justice system won't take them till they committed a crime the mental health system won't take them because he can't be therapized out of psychopathy There's no place to go. We never have these discussions. Fortification of soft targets is another obviously very real thing we need to do do at malls and schools and the like. And those are the solutions that need to dominate the post-mass shooting events. First off, before I get into anything, I just want to say that Megyn Kelly has not lost a step. (laughs) She still looks pretty good. I'd like to start with that. But I'm sure she appreciates that. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Uh, If you ever run into her, let her know. (laughs) I'll call her right now. Um, man, I thought she was spot on with this. In Some of it. So, so I saw you shaking your head at a couple of things. I I don't think there's 300 million semi-automatic pistols. I don't think that's the correct number. I don't know. I don't know. Look it up. I, I, I mean, I, I can try to look it up real but, quickly. But. but regardless of that, right? I there's mean, way more shotguns than that. I'm just kidding. Regar- <laughs> you wish. Regardless of that, I, I mean... 
I've said this before on the show. I say it all the time. I agree that we need a place to put people who are not mentally well. And I say that, I've said it before on the show, the reason why mental institutions failed is because they were terrible places. And she says it, we need a place that does it right and that is regulated and 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 does it caringly. But you can't just let people that we know have problems. I mean, listen, I didn't want to go down this road, but <clears throat> I'm going to tie uh, Mark Zuckerberg right back into this story. There was a guy on uh, on a on Facebook or whatever, and he was ranting about, he was a transgender so I, I never know how to say this right. He was a man who transitioned to a woman. He's a man. Man who transitioned to a woman. So man. transgender. Yes. Yes. Man. Yes. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Got it. But I'm trying to paint the picture. A very <clears throat> ugly picture, by the way. And he was going on this rant about, we need to take up arms. And if you try to stop me from going into a, ba- a woman's bathroom, I will end you. And I don't care about your kid's how you feel about saving your kid. And he was going on this big rant and he talked about guns. And I said to my wife, I go, where's the red flag laws? Where's the, nobody's going to call a red flag law on this guy. He he literally said he would shoot somebody, <laughs> right? Where Where is the ban on this guy's page, Facebook page circulating around? Like it wasn't a thing. And so I, I, I just think she did a good job talking about hardening soft targets, having the idea of, you know, um, well-ran mental institutions. And I'm just not convinced that they've lost. She, she, she said that I'm not convinced. I think enough of these mass shootings could make people that are middle of the road start to start to turn on us. But Carrie, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I, I think she's, uh, I think she's onto something, man, because, you know, and I've, I've said this many times over, you know, uh, they call them criminals for a reason they don't follow the law. So, um, you know, I, I, I always find it highly ironic that the group, uh, the demographic that these, uh, these anti-gunners are, are targeting are the, the same, it seems to be the same demographic that doesn't commit these atrocities. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I am not, uh, uh, diminishing the the tragedy of it at all, but you know every it seems like all these shootings and this goes on to another point of hers to make uh, harden up soft targets, man, because these these people that that commit these acts they're cowards. They're going to go for if they meet resistance, uh, they're going to go down. They're going to fold up uh, if they know that they're going to be resistance initially. Um, then it's probably not even going to be considered as a quote unquote target. Yeah. So that's. That's where I that's where I stand on. I mean, harden up. I mean, if we can spend we can spend 170 billion dollars to another country, uh, then I you know that's fighting a war. Then I think we can uh, we could definitely harden up some of our soft targets here in the states. Well, you know the problem with that. I'm I'm with you by the way. I think hardening soft targets, schools like you know the, every school should have a couple of um, resource officers. But I've had people. There's a guy. He hit me up on Instagram. He, he probably listens to the show if you're out there, you know, I mean, we had a respectful conversation uh, back and forth on Instagram, but uh, privately, but he was like, I said something about this conversation, this topic. And he was like, you know, I don't want my kids going to a prison. And it sounds like you want to make schools a prison. And I said, I worked in a prison 
I said, what I'm suggesting is not anything like that. And no, he, I, I mean, we have a resource officer in our kid's school yeah. and they like him. Yeah. They like talk to him. Yeah, and he yeah. talks to them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I, and, I, and I just want more of those. I want two or three of them and, uh, you know, and I'll pay for that. Uh, take, yeah, you gladly know, pay. You know, you want to raise my taxes and my kids are safe, 100%. You want to put a vestibule in where like it's a sally port where they got to walk into one closed vestibule before they walk into the school. Build them, man. Th that's what I'm talking about. And yes, that is part of a prison structure. But th there's a reason why those <laughs> there is a reason why those things work, you know. And you can make them nice, and you know, make them out of glass. They don't have to be made of bars. <clears throat> but my point is, there are people who don't agree with that, and th and I'm talking about people that are on our side of this. That they just they don't want their kids' schools to quote unquote be hardened because they're afraid it's going to make it more like a prison. But I, I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know what else. What are you going to do? I don't think you're going to get rid of all those guns. I, re I heard something the other day that said that there are more guns, but this is a fact, there are more guns than F-150s. The F-150 is the most popular selling pickup truck ever, right? And think, think of how many of them are on the road. Like, you're not getting rid of that many guns. It's just, it's, I don't think it's feasible to, to, to say that, you know? So I, I think I found something where she might have got that number from, but it's a little bit skewed, and I'll say where it's skewed. So <clears throat> she's correct. This is from AmericanGunFacts.com. I don't know if that's a left or a right website from the, from what I'm seeing here. But there is, you know, they do claim that there is over 400 million guns, and they claim that 82% own a handgun, which would be 300 million, right? right. Okay, but... They're also saying that um, sixty-eight percent own a rifle and fifty-eight percent own a shotgun. If you add eighty-two and sixty-eight and fifty-eight, that's a lot more than one hundred percent. So if you go on to read on it, it, they're saying that the average American gun owner owns five firearms. Yeah. So so that's kind of where this is all, I think, coming from. So yeah. I, I think that might be a little. You kind of got to give her a pass. I mean, you you just looked it up. She <clears throat> spit that out off the top of her head, so she knew the numbers. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think she probably had some prep work. She might have. But she, the bottom line is- She's getting her hair done and people are saying, there's $400 million. Or, I don't know. I, I think the point she was trying to make is there's a lot of handguns. There are a lot of And handguns. so if you were to ban AR-15s, I don't think that it would stop. Well, we've all said that. Yeah. The other thing, so I this is was definitely from a, a uh, left-leaning side of the conversation, but I'm going to throw it out there because I'm going to try and be fair here. They were saying that while there are mass shootings, because she said this, while there are mass shootings in states like New York and California and Massachusetts, that they happen far less than states where regulations are are looser. Mm -hmm. And so I know that there are a lot of deaths by gun in like states like Alabama. However, I do not think there are mass shootings. I think there's a lot of suicides in places like that. Um, but- <clears throat> that is something that is, you know, obviously there's something to think about there uh, to be fair, but um, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to get my guns up. I'm not one of those people that's going to do harm. So I don't think you should be taking guns from legal, well-meaning, law-abiding citizens. But yeah. the problem here, and Carrie, you said it, is that you're not going to be able to stop someone who wants to do harm. If they're a criminal, they're going to yeah. be, they're going to be a criminal. Let's look at let's look at Chicago. Oh yeah, year year to date, year to date, hundred and eighty shot and killed in Chicago. You don't hear anything about 180. it. 
don't hear you hear crickets, dude. Uh, just in the last, just in the last, what are we on? What's today? The eleventh. Just just in the last eleven days, twelve shot and killed. Right in Chicago, shot and wounded seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting these off of uh, Chicago Crime twenty twenty three. It's on there. There's a website called HeyJackass.com that I do. <laughs> And, and it's like it is it's nothing they're they're totally glossing over that and then they're saying oh well all these kids are being killed okay well they're they're bringing up like 19 year old kids in this and and uh and i'm like well is that a kid is it is it gang related i mean you can skew numbers any way you want to well and the other part of this is they're using mass shootings and they're using ar-15s i mean ar-15s are a tiny tiny fraction of in terms of the firearm used 20 million out of the 400 million yeah and 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 uh mass shootings are a i mean they are on the rise which is scary but they're a drop i mean if you you talk about the the stuff in chicago i mean there's way more way more compared to the mass shootings more people are killed by sticking stuff up their butt every year than they are by an ar-15 you know well that's 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 a Look it up. How, yeah. how many of those people that are sticking stuff up their butt are on a Brazilian jiu-jitsu mat? <laughs> there you go. There is a name for that. It's called, it's, it's called an oil check. <laughs> give a little, yeah. get a good grip. It's a, it's a wrestling You're thing. A court, yeah. So speaking of AR-15, since you said that, so Keith sent me this article and it says, what do you know about the AR-15 rifle? Here are five facts to understand the weapon. And Keith sends it to me and he says, some of these I was okay with, and some of them made me cringe. <laughs> and so I thought, Carrie, I thought you and I, we got you on here. I thought we'd played a little game. So I'll read them, and you and Carrie can decide whether What I, made you cringe? Well, which one's cringe and which one's I All liked. right. All, All right. right. So go ahead. So the first one is, number one, Armalite developed the weapon in the 1950s. The AR and the AR-15 rifle stands for Armalite Rifle after the company that developed it in, in 1957. It does not stand for assault rifle or automatic rifle. I think you were okay with that. I was okay with that. I was the first time I yeah. saw, uh, <clears throat> I'll say it was from Yahoo, so I don't think they're right-leaning, but... Uh, I, thought they def- I thought they were, well, starting over number one, I thought they were fair. I thought they were fair. Yep. I was good. Okay. Carrie, no- I'll, I'll give you this one, okay? <clears throat> number two, right. Carrie. AR-15 weapons fall under black rifles category. Black rifles, including the AR-15, and it's like refer to light, durable, black polymer gun stocks used after the 1960s of the traditional uh, wood. Today, the term simply means any modern military rifle or any rifle patterned after a modern military rifle. The two most common are the AR-15 and the AK. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Did that make, I, did I, that make me cringe or was I okay with it? Yeah, that makes me kind of cringe a little bit because yeah. there's so many other black guns out there. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's. I mean, I, I mean, I've got a, I've got a Ruger ten twenty two exactly down. That's all black. All right. So number three. Yeah, that's, that's okay, Carrie. I'm sorry. I said that was cringeworthy for sure. Yeah, yeah it was cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, number three. AR-15 popularized uh, when the federal assault weapons ban expired. So the federal assault weapons ban, as we all know, was signed into law in 1994, was uh, in place for 10 years. And um, after it expired in 2004, the interest raised in the weapons and it spiked purchasing of the black rifles by the American public. In the past decade, firearm manufacturers have made about $1 billion from the sale of AR-15 style weapons. I think you were okay with that. 
I was okay with everything until the last part. Like the, you know, they may, they've made about a billion dollars. Well, I mean, they're in every company is in the market to make money, right? So you, you were know? okay and cringe. You were I was okay and I cringe about like I don't know what the one billion from the sales has to do with. Well, just because the title says that it popularized them, so I guess they're just they're putting well, a number and, to it. And and let's look at let's look at this from this standpoint too. People who may have been in that ten year window, they're like, hey, I want one of these, but I can't get one. Well, whenever whenever the the, the band sun went to sunset, then people are like, sweet, now I can go ahead and get a whole setup, or I can buy some and learn how to build them and things like that. So you know. Uh, that's, I think that's, that has merit in of itself because did it popularize it? I don't think it popularized it. It just made that they were just more availability for people, law abiding citizens who wanted to, who wanted to buy one and who couldn't previous. I I asked uh, Mike Carey this not too long ago. We were both younger in 1994, um, as were you. Do you remember when that ban happened? Like what? Did you own an, an AR-15 at that time? Like, what was? Yeah, I did. I actually had a couple of them. Yeah. Did you sit? Did like what was your feeling like when that happened? Like, I I was too young. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't was, even know. If I, I was I about eighteen years old. I was eighteen years old when that happened. So I re, I remember it happening, but I was too young to really yeah. like have it impact me. How, how did how did it you feel during that time? I, I mean, I, I was I was pissed off because I was like, this is this is this stupid. I mean, you're you're basing you're, you're basing legislation on how something on that legislation was on how it looked, the features that it had, right? And 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 I was like, this is this is going to be absolutely ineffectual. And uh, tragically, ironically, and tragically enough, you know, that's when Columbine happened, right? And those dudes were using ten round mags. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it's not what somebody holds in their hand; it's what they hold in their heart. Right. Right. Period. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It was just a feel good. All right, yep. Keith, number four. <laughs> number four, millions of AR-15 style rifles in the U.S. According to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, there were uh, 20 million AR-15 style weapons as of 2020. Um, from 1990 to 2020, the U.S. imported or manufactured over 24.4 million. In 2020 alone, the U.S. imported or manufactured 2.8 million of the rifles. I initially thought you were okay with this, but now I think it might have made you cringe. No, I I was okay with this one. Yeah, I, I, it was just it was just a fact. It is, but I it is a little bit kind of like ooh scary, like lots of guns. It's, well, lots of guns. That yeah. part is definitely like you know I, I didn't I didn't think that this was like a really good fact at all. Like I don't know how. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it's it's not. I mean, and look at. Look at okay. Look at the number of manufacturers of AR-15s prior to uh, 1994 AWB. Okay. Now look at the number of manufacturers after the sunset of the mm-hmm. AWB. Yeah. How many more companies started making these things? So, I mean, obviously, wouldn't that wouldn't that pro- proliferate sales? You know, wouldn't right. that sure? Uh, yeah. Well, Cadillac, man. I mean, so there you go. I mean, there was a there's a very limited number of people who made and sold those types of rifles beforehand, and now, man, you you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a AR manufacturer. You right? Know? Yeah, so, there's tons of them. Tons of them. And if we only how many million was it? Twenty million. Twenty million. About. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think those are rookie numbers. I need to bump those numbers up. <laughs> well, they're out of buy a few more. You know, I I think that's the hardest thing about you know being able to to segment out how many firearms are actually in America and what the breakdown of, oh, of yeah. them are. Yeah, you know, there are so many of them that were. In, not documented at all, right? right. You know, yeah. from like seventeen hundreds yeah. on. So they're undocumented. Undocumented. Yes, they're like they're like asylum seekers. <laughs> Illegal immigrants are, are. You know, we don't use that term anymore. But no. all right. So number five, <clears throat> the AR-15 controversy continues. Gun control advocates say that because AR-15 style weapon, weapons uh, function like military weapons and kill and quickly kill many people, civilians should not be allowed to own them. Gun owners say that they should remain legal because they are used for many uh, different types of hunting and they're used for target shooting and national matches. While the AR-15 is not fully automatic, having been severely restricted from civilian ownership since 1934 with the NFA, a bump stock can be added to make it so. Without it, the shooter must pull the trigger to fire each shot. So you were okay with this all the way up to a bump stock? All the way up to bump stock. And then stock. it got cringe, cringe city, baby. I, pretty much that last, actually that whole last yeah. paragraph. I was okay yeah, with the not, I was okay with the not fully automatic because it says restricted from civilian orders in 1934. That part's like, that's true, you know, but as soon as they said bump stock, I said cringe city, baby. Yeah. No, no way. And, and, you know, I just really did not feel that aside from the very first one, and uh, maybe the number three, the the uh, uh, popularized ban. it from the, from the federal assault weapons ban. I really did not think they did a good job at representing what the AR fifteen. <sighs> Why, I, why we why we use it? Why I we like thought it. the last paragraph had a chance until they said bump stocks. Yeah, like if they had just left it at here's this side, here's that side. I thought it was pretty pretty fair. And, you know, the black rifle thing I thought was stupid. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't help that we have black rifle coffee company and you know some other people that kind of refer to them as that. But th that doesn't really bother me too too much. You know, ultimately. But that last thing with the bump sex was kind of kind of idiotic. I mean, I have to. You know, I was just so. They're impressive firearms, not, you know, not because of the their, the color or because of what they look like. I mean, I was with a red dot, no magnification. I'm hitting targets at 200 and 300 meters. Uh, to me, that's impressive. That's well, the awesome. Other, the other thing is, so they're, you know, they are accurate. They are reliable. But on top of it, you know, God, we talk about this all the time. Like you want to tinker, you want to like, I mean, it's- They're customizable. It's, yeah, it, it's Legos for adults, you know? It's like you can build them and, and and it's cool to be able to have something that is easily modified to your needs, easily rebuilt, broken down, changed parts. I mean, that's the part to me that makes them so cool is the fact that I can, I, I'm no engineer, you know? I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined, but I can put one together, you know? Sure. And, and I think that that's Absolutely. something that every American and, you know, we talked about it before with cars and stuff like, you know, <laughs> you have cars that are very complicated to work on. You have cars that are very simple to work on. And sometimes the simple stuff is best because sure. it allows you to kind of be sort of your own mechanic. Yep. And that's how I, that's how I look at the AR-15. I mean, it's a tried, it's a tried and true design. Um, and it, like you said, man, I love it because it's so easily you know, you can personalize it, you know, you can put everything you want on there as the base of it. Yeah. Same exact firearm, but you know, that one is yours, you know, because you made it how you want it to look, how you want it to function, you know, for whatever, you know, whatever you're going to be using it for like hog hunting, you know, going out and 
and hunting pigs with one, you know, or you may have, you may have a three gun one, you know? Yeah. So, Carrie, before we uh, get out of here, can you just give out your website and where people can find you? Oh, heck yeah, man. Uh, you will head over to dark angel medical.com and uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel set up uh, as uh, stop the bleed month right now. So uh, we've got some really good training videos out there. Some stop the bleed videos and uh, come check our products out on our website. If you want to come to a class, we urge everyone to get this training because it's so timely and so relevant. And I think it just so it's so needed uh, just for every aspect of life that you're in. And, uh, you know, if you can't make an in-person class, check out our online training and, uh, you get like a month to take that. So awesome. check head over to darkangelmedical.com and we'll, uh, we'll get you squared away. Awesome. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Carrie for hanging out with us and shopping it up. Be thanks sure to go, me. of course, be sure to go check them out at dark angel medical if anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation feel free to reach out to us on instagram or discord and let your voice be heard